The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen Ambition Podcast on Northside Connection. I'm Tim Slanka. I'm JP. Thanks again for joining us. As always, you have the journey to relive Generation Era to find some of the best and some of the worst. Or wrestling time period often forgotten. Brennan Sean Survivor Series 92. It's Brennan Sean Survivor Series 97. Look beyond the pay-per-views. Examine weekly TV. See what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, try number two. How's life going? <laughs> pretty pretty good. And if we tried it 50 more times, the Bears would lose 49 yes. of them. So. Yes, yes. Yeah, they suck. And it's, uh, sports Sports is crappy. Uh, but it's Halloween season, so that's always a fun time oh, yeah. with the kids you and stuff. So Yeah, you can't break – this type of year, you can't break my mood. Like, the Bears could be 0-17. I'd still be – Happy as hell. It's fall, yeah, so it's fall, and there's tons of great, you know, great sports. You got playoffs uh, for baseball. You got fo- uh, crazy games in uh, college football. You kind of got yep. basketball starting, hockey starting. Hawks look like they maybe have a winner in their prospects. Exactly. Uh, and then you got the NFL kind of mid mid swing, even though our teams aren't represented. And now I'm watching uh, whatever this is Sunday Night Football, and it doesn't look like my Bills are starting to play anymore either. So exactly. I'm really kind of screwed. <laughs> I'm really kind of screwed. Um. Let's move on to some post King of the Ring uh, superstars and Raws. That sound good? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. All right, so uh, we're gonna go. We're starting with Raw uh, day after live. Uh, so that's pretty cool that they got a live. I think maybe one of the first times they've done a live Raw the day after a uh, pay per view. But they're out in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was taped on six twenty. It's the six twenty Raw. They mentioned no uh, no Art Donovan. So sadly, he's he's a one and done for <laughs> right. us. But uh, we, we start off with Diesel in the ring. Really kind of crazy that he, he's kind of leading this thing off. And, uh, it, you know, really, really shocking that he's kind of the person they bring out. They, they talk up the entire time about what happened at, at the King of the Ring with Anvil, really kind of making that the key focal point that it's Brennan Owen. Right. They, they kind of mention that Diesel lost, but they really shift that feud is, hey, Diesel's going to move on to someone else. And it's really Bret Hart, Owen, and Anvil in this little like uh, you know love triangle that they got going on. So that's the way they spent the match. So they're you know good idea with Diesel to show he's not champion, um, and you know kind of bring up the big the main storyline that's going to become our main event for SummerSlam. Yeah, it it is kind of weird though. Like you know this guy gets skyrocketed to the main event, and then all of a sudden he's like yep. opening Raw with a squash match the next night, and then. He's not even really like mentioned in the picture anymore, so it's kind of like one and done. Uh, like he, for the does time he just, being. should he get like a rematch? Like right, right, or at least be pissed. Like yeah, you know, like he's not even he doesn't even care about Brett anymore. It sounds like so. It's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, weird. And I kind of brought that up the last time. Like after the match, they have that like big beatdown. I was kind of like it kind of feels like they're going for a feud, and then within a night, it's already like nope, he's done yeah. with. Uh, he's done with. Uh, uh, Brett, so really, really weird stuff. So, uh, and then real quick, then we get highlights of Todd Ken- Todd Pennell as the post um, post report for King of the Ring. So they just do a bunch of highlights. They really mm-hmm. start talking throughout this. We won't talk about it every time, but tons about the encore presentation. Uh, they keep bringing up Rowdy Piper and Jerry Lawler. Oh uh, God! <laughs> like a match of a century. I think he calls it one time. Uh, and uh, and they also said that Piper's gonna give his money to charity. So. I don't know. We're not going to talk about it every time because it's it's throughout this about the encore presentation. Right. But they do a good job right there of like if you didn't watch the night before, within five minutes you know the major storylines. 
but they kind of got you hooked on some other storylines. You know, why reasons to buy it again? Well, it's like th- this. I don't know if it's because it's the middle of the year and like SummerSlam is like the you know the summer's version of WrestleMania. So this feels like a really hard reset. Like, um, you know, like they're going back to Brett versus Owen. Anvil's in the mix. You got like Lawler doing stuff with uh, other people besides you know not Piper at all, obviously. Yes. Um, you know, like the tag team scene, like like the Head Shrinkers versus Yoko and Crush. That match doesn't even matter anymore. Um, so everything's just kind of like resetting, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's just you know, it's um, it's, it's good that it's it's building like the second half of the year in a totally different way than it did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's a really good point on the resetting. I, th- I think that's exactly true. Because we kind of said some of the build, the King of the Ring kind of didn't make sense. But I get why they did the, not why they did the pay-per-view, but like you needed, I think the Owen thing was big for them to do. So it was not ready to do blow off Owen and Brett yet. So like, I mm-hmm. think that gave it some thing, but like the King of the Ring, the Walder, you know, Walder Piper feud made no sense. Diesel made no sense. The tag team made no sense. So like, it was kind of like a placeholder uh, right. pay-per-view to more like drive some storylines to get to the bigger SummerSlam potentially right and then um so next week oh, you, you get, get oh man yeah. you get the match of the year yes so next we get uh one two three kid versus nikolai volkov so <laughs> a very interesting clash of styles here to say the least um and i put jokingly in my notes i'm glad they gave one two three kids someone that can keep up with him pace wise so <laughs> well um, Owen obviously couldn't last time right so. <laughs> right this this wasn't the worst match though and obviously that's you know 90 percent sean waltman here but i feel like nikolai held his own a little bit in here it wasn't the worst um uh one two three kid gets a little upset win i also like how one two three kid is booked um he's i wish like baby faces were more like like at least the underdog baby faces were more like this now i feel like in like today's wrestling um all the underdogs end up winning they end up like becoming champion even of the promotion like you know kofi or whoever like every every underdog doesn't have to be the world champion eventually um sometimes oh, yeah you know like kid kid if he's in there with somebody that's a really good Wrestle like if he wrestled Crush or something, Crush is going to beat him. He's going to destroy him. Um, but then he he beats all the jobbers, and then he kind of goes fifty fifty with guys like Nikolai. So I think it's just a really good way to keep a underdog like hot is the the way they're booking him. Um, kid is just always fun to watch. So um, at the end, towards the end of this, uh, like DiBiase goes in and Virgil comes out for the save. Um, which is kind of weird that you know, like we get Virgil now, yep, and versus DiBiase and Volkov, and then that that wasn't enough. Like Virgil and Kid couldn't fight, so Luger had to come down as well to make it three on two, three on two babyface wise, which is usually weird. Like usually it's the heels that get a three on two advantage and two um, shit. Sorry to swear, yeah, that, two shit heels. I mean, yes. Nikolai Volkov in a street coat, DiBiase, like it's three on two, like what right. a joke. Yeah, so it doesn't do any favors for one, two, three kid or Virgil <laughs> that Luger had to come down and save him. But um, I think we'll see as like the the summer into the fall progresses that Luger and and DiBiase and and the like are gonna play a major part as far as like the storyline goes. So um, then after that, really quick, we get a Yoko squash, which ends up with um, Typhoon returning to attack Yoko during the break. 
Um, then I'll just take this other one real quick because it leads into it. And then it just leads into a quick Typhoon squash. So I guess Typhoon is taking the place of Earthquake um, since Earthquake kind of left in the middle of the feud. So I, I, I don't know how they lucked out in this to get Typhoon to take that spot. Yep. Like, it just, it's, he didn't look that bad either. Like, I, I, I've never been like the biggest Typhoon fan or anything. Like, you know, Shockmaster was just funny, like the, the bit and everything, but uh, he, he didn't look too bad. So, kind of interesting to see where he goes with that. Yeah. I, um, some things on the, the just uh, recapping some of the stuff. Uh, you know, what a mismatch, Nikolai versus one, two, three kid. I, I thought Nikolai looked, his kicks are terrible. Yes, um, they are. It, it was funny, Virgil coming in for the save and then immediately gets jobbed out. Right. Uh, like, right. Wait, wait, hey, come back and look like a bitch. Right. Uh, like, like, what kind of save was that? Like, yeah. But they did, they did bring up the Luger thing, like that, how strong he looked compared to everyone else. Like, DiBiase had like a smile on their face. So they kind of brought that up. Um, they really talked up Yoko, I thought, for the world title, saying, you know, that he is really, really back in the picture from the title, which I don't understand how he kind of moved up, but they kind of bring that up. So I wonder if he'll get a shot somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they brought, they bring up about how Typhoon is coming back and that that could be a match for the ages. And then they start bragging about how great Mr. Fuji's been recently, which again is, is, is really, really rough. Uh, and this is also where I have the notes about the match of the ages. That's what they call that match of the ages, Piper versus King. And, right. And Lord Alfred is on these like encores and I just don't think he's that good. Like he doesn't sell it. He's too quiet. Like I don't think, and I'm like, my notes, I put all caps, give me Todd. So yeah, I'm not the biggest Lord Alfred Hayes fan. Like he yeah. doesn't really move the needle for me. Yeah. And then the Typhoon Yoko. So a couple things, it's crazy. Cause he must've been, he left WWE sometime in 93, right? Yep. He goes to WCW does Shockmaster, Right. And now he's back, and my note says he still fits in these tights. Uh, <laughs> right. So he must be keeping his weight average for right now. Exactly. Uh, and I thought they had a pretty cool stare down in the ring, or outside the ring, sorry. Uh, they kind of they did face-to-face and like kind of like a belly bump, which is pretty cool. And I put maybe Typhoon's best match ever. So um, I thought that was a pretty cool segment, kind of kind of random, but I think they, 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 they obviously had something with Earthquake they liked because they spent a lot of time with it. Right. Trying to relive it with ty- Typhoon, but I had no idea he came back. And I would have thought he was in uh, what, what's his name after? Does he have a name after Shockmaster? I thought too. Uh, what maybe they do call they call what the hell do they call him in WCW because he's Uncle whatever the hell his real name is. Yeah. Um, Uncle because he's Dusty Rhodes's brother in law. Yeah, so Cody Rhodes called him Uncle something, and then he went by that in WCW, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, so it's uh, just, yeah, I can't think of it. But I forget yeah. what the hell his name is. But it's is. like crazy that like that Shockmaster runs like that quick, and he's already back in the WWF. Well, I mean, when when you make a debut like that, you know, like they don't really have much for you after that, right? Uncle, but, Fr- Uncle Fred. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought he was in there for a little bit, like because they made him as like a goof, and I think he's at Fall Brawl still. Yeah. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah. yeah. So but, I mean, like, I mean, that was a one year. Like he was there <laughs> mid ninety three. That when yeah. that when that uh, flare for the gold happened, then like you said, fall brawl, and then I think they just got rid of him. You know, after a year, maybe. Yeah, so. that's quick. Yeah, quick turnaround. But uh, all right. So, anyways, uh, enough talk on typhoon. But we'll see how long he stays around. It could be a guy that right. we're, where he's already gone in like a month. Exactly. Uh, but I, I thought it looked cool. I thought it picked up Yoko, and I thought again he looked good. Uh, so we get to down to a King's court. Uh, King keeps bragging about how great his match versus uh, Piper was. 
uh, you know, I want again, my note kind of says, I wonder if we'll ever see Piper again. Like they bring him up here, but I wonder right. if like after the encore presentation, if his name's ever mentioned again until 96. Uh, and, and then we get, uh, you know, King does a good job of pivoting. You kind of mentioned it like reset pivoting to Duke, the dumpster Drosy kind of talking about how they had stuff in the past. Uh, and then Duke, Duke comes down to the ring and, you know, they kind of like argue back and forth a little bit and kind of leads to kind of nothing. And as Duke's leaving, King does an amazing job and tacks him from behind uh, and then does three or four headshots with the garbage cans. Uh, really solid work, really solid, you know, uh, take from Duke, I thought as well. Like he took him pretty strongly and really sold it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of a guy that's been kind of middling around doing nothing as far as Duke the dumpster, as far as the debut. But this is a pretty strong segment and I wonder where it'll go. But I, I, I really like this segment, um, especially the end of it. Yeah, so you know, I obviously love this segment. Like, yes. I love Waller. I, I was curious to see how you would feel about it. Um, it's a very infamous segment because of the use of the trash can, like the, you know, the, the all, yeah, like you think about like ECW is literally like a month away from being the actual ECW, like extreme. Yep. You know, Shane Douglas drops the belt, and like trash cans are being used now in WWF, so which is like very taboo. Um, I, I think like the beginning, like e- even Lawler says like. Piper brought out his daughter, and that's what the that's what the distraction was in the fight. Talking about the, the little boy that was the actor or whatever. Yeah. Um. I think like him saying the Piper match was such a legendary match was like a tongue in cheek, like shitting on them for even bringing in Piper kind of thing. Like, oh, it was such a great match. Like, you know, why did you even book this shit? Like, he was putting in all the work. Obviously, Piper didn't care. And then yeah. you just see like his versatility, just to be able to pivot. Uh, take a guy like Duke Drozzi's obvious mid-card gimmick and just make it interesting. Like that's what I don't, you know, I don't know how much, and a lot of people probably because it's not mainstream. But like Memphis, like especially USWA in this like era, mid '90s, that's all it is. It's like you know, jobber level guys or mid-card level guys fighting Lawler and or somebody else, Bill Dundee, whoever, and they make the they make the stories interesting enough, you know? So it's yep. like, it's not going to be like a five-star match or anything, but the, the story is going to be interesting or the angle is. So it's pretty good stuff. Yep. And then, uh, I'll real quick, just the, the heavenly okay. bodies come out. If you don't mind, uh, heavenly mm-hmm. bodies come out. Uh, I, I love this, that they keep bringing up their wings again. Yeah. Uh, and the jiggle even flaps his wings, which is amazing. Oh. Uh, and macho starts real, like literally hitting on the, <laughs> the ring girl when he goes that girl's got a heavenly body Dude, which he's is horny a, as hell. which is amazing uh and then cornet brings up the bodies are got a, somehow got a, a match signed against the head shrinkers so that again your kind of comment to pivot seems like they're they're setting up that probably a house show um few they do but uh, right. i thought a pretty good pretty good segment here you know they're a team that's kind of been in and out and uh they obviously are kind of repositioning them as a main is a main team. Mm-hmm. They also, uh, one of the jobbers was Jim Powers in this match. This is pretty cool to see a Jim Powers sighting in uh, 1994 WWF. Yeah, crazy. Yep. Uh, and then uh, we get the end of it is just Gorilla Monsoon just saying, uh, we apologize for the garbage can shot. So pretty cool there. That mm-hmm. was like over the top. And, um, and we end with DiBiase saying these guys' eyes on on Luger and Luger has been, been a bust because he's in proper guidance. And then right. he's just laughing so hard that he thinks like, yep, I got Luger. So cool. End of the segment and really bringing up the DiBiase is a force in 
in the wrestling right now. Kind of like yeah. Bobby Heaton, you know, ways they would do that. Right. Okay. It's pretty cool that like just this one episode, like there's so much going on and there's, like there's no, you know, standout matches per se or anything like that. No like yep. crazy debuts or nothing. I mean, outside of Typhoon, but there's so much going on and like the whole company just feels so fresh compared to what it was like a couple months ago, even like I love when, you know, angles turn over and yep. different feuds start to happen. So it's pretty cool that we're kind of going in a little bit of a different direction. Yep. Agreed. We'll move on to uh superstars, uh, six twenty five tapes, uh, back on four, sorry, May 24th of 94. So why don't you start up? Uh, with this random match. Right. So first we get uh, Lawler and Gorilla on commentary, which is cool. And Lawler's wearing like his old 80s gear, like the red and the black with some shades yep. on, which is cool. Um, in our first match, uh, my note is just so random. It is uh, Quebecer Pierre versus Typhoon. So I don't get what's going on here. There must be like Jacques... I, I remember, I don't know if I read it way back in the day, but like Jacques had like a contract dispute with the WWF or something, or he got pissed with something going on, and Pierre kind of hung around for a little while still. I, I mean, I know, we know that he's there in 95 with a totally different gimmick, but um, I wonder if he stays like that whole time and just is on the shelf or something. But he's a, basically getting squashed here, like, crazy like typhoon just yep. squashing the shit out of him I, I even put on my notes is typhoon the new uh 1992 level vader right now he's just squashing the shit out of typhoon like this is so weird to just have like it's a name guy it's not like a jobber guy you know so um typhoon didn't look too bad either though like i thought it was just fun for what it was a big fat guy just you know throwing his stomach all around and splash yep. him in the corners pretty good stuff so um typhoon obviously gets the win there and then uh another just i'll take this quick squash as well is yep. we get the return of well done versus a couple jobbers and my first note is just well looky here we get well done back they actually look decent they they, they had a couple nice little double team moves no great shakes or anything like that but maybe they learned a new hold as jr would say um they look kind of decent in a little return here. Not nothing crazy, but fun stuff, I guess. Yeah, I thought they looked better. I will right. definitely. I th- I thought this was a way better match for them compared to what you know we we mocked each other. Uh, back yeah. In the day. And I did have in all caps his back. Well done his back. So uh, pretty cool there. Then the next announced uh, two Coliseum hit on videos. The WrestleFest '94 with a rap by Man of the Mission. There's a Razor versus Shawn Michaels match on there that like sounds awesome, right? Like, yes. Non- so I kind of want like almost like find that on the network and watch that uh, just to see that match like a non ladder match match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got boops bloop oh, sorry bloopers bleeps and body slams. Body slams. And we got Tatanka Yoko on that one. So all right, those are you know kind of typical um, uh, <clears throat> after typical Coliseum video like random matches, but kind of cool on the outside looking in. Um, let me guess a Thurman Sparky plug. Uh, so he's a guy that kind of hasn't been doing much. I don't think he's had a feud yet. So a guy that we kind of has a quick, uh, quick to see, but he's been a lot of these squashes, but no feud, no mention of who he's taken out. Right. And then we got, uh, the undertaker. Uh, so crazy here with DiBiase coming out. Uh, I really like it. I thought they did a really good job. The crowd was definitely confused at first yep. when he does the lights up. I, the crowd pops for it. 
they're like sort of cheering, but also like what's going on here. So they're doing a pretty good job. I think of as much as this segment or I don't know, somewhere along the line, this gets crapped on, but I think it's a pretty cool idea right now, what they're doing that they really talk about how million dollar brand brought originally brought the taker to the WWF and he's bringing them back. Um, I thought they did a good job. They really hid uh, Brian Lee from, you know, being able to tell he's not the undertaker, but I thought, I thought it was a good, good, good little match. Yeah. So like, I, I get shit on for loving 1995 a lot. Um, yeah. I, I might get shot on for this, but I love this so far. I love how they're doing this, like how they're presenting it as if it really is yep. the um, Undertaker. And like, well, I, what was cool was like he does the uh, like he does the finish and everything. And he does like the hair flip, like where he flips his hair up yep. and then he quickly puts it back down. So you really can't see his face too good. But you can kind of tell, okay, that's not the Undertaker. But yeah, there's this, subtle little right. hits, but nothing, nothing glaring, right? Right, right. That and, like, yep, that's obvious. And even if you do know that it's a fake Undertaker, where's the real Undertaker at? Like, yeah, it, like is is this a guy replacing him? It's you know, it's pretty cool. So I like it so far. Like we said, we we can prepare ourselves for it to go downhill, but for now, it's pretty fun. We also have to remember this is also crappy non-HD TV. So right, it's like a way different life, you know. You're that's watching true. a tube TV, you know, so it's not as easy to be like, "Oh, yep, that's clear that's as day." A very good faced. call. Yeah, that's so, a, damn. I didn't even think about that. That's I didn't think about that until you said like they did a close up. I'm like, well, the close up doesn't matter on a tube right, TV. Right, right. <laughs> damn, that's that does change a lot. That changes a lot for a lot of things, like yeah. little we take for granted. That we see it. Yeah, damn. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um. Wow. So yeah, that you kind of just blew my mind with that. Um. So another uh, our next match is uh one two three kid versus now they're calling him Jeff Hardy. Um he was some other name before, but this is a pretty cool, like you know, trivia style match. Um and I feel like Jeff is pretty impressive early on. I don't know if he's like I think he was cool with like Scott Hall, um, because how he would bump for him and everything. So maybe he's okay. kinda cool with those guys and that's why Kid kind of gives him some offense here. Um Pretty cool, and then one, two, three, kid finishes him with like a pretty sweet submission too. And yes, you know that, that's the other thing I love about one, two, three, kid is he doesn't have like a set finisher. He does like he'll throw some like Japanese stuff in there every now and then. Just yeah, his, his arsenal is awesome. So yeah, um, he definitely is. I mean, he's so he's so different and creative than anyone else in. Oh, Fed. it's he he doesn't him and and the WCW sides too cold Scorpio. Those two like. Everyone thinks like high flying came to the U.S. when like Rey Mysterio did, and to yeah. to an extent that style did like as a whole. But like Sean Waltman and, and Two Cold Scorpio were like killing it, you know, and they're the only ones doing that thing in their respective yeah. federations. And he's just once you do kids, just awesome. So fun little match there, especially being that it's Jeff Hardy. Um, good stuff there. Then we get uh, a Quang squash with the uh, red mask in effect again. So that was pretty cool. He wins with a little sidekick. And then we finish the show with a Lex Luger squash. So something just to kind of keep his face on the screen, I guess. Yeah, I, I do love uh, the Quang squash. They talk about how hot uh, Harvey yeah. Whipple has been. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I always just die of like, this guy's a bum manager. So <laughs> Yeah, he's terrible. Uh-huh. He's terrible. Uh, that's it for superstars. I don't think anything else on those last matches. Kind of a right. run of the mill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to the Raw 
Ready for Raw then? Sorry. Yep. 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 Go back to the the Raw. So I taped the same live one we watched last time, but so still after King of the Rings. So we're going to see some pretty fresh, pretty fresh stuff. Uh, so this is on the uh, 6, 627 um, Raw. Uh, again, taped from the same one. And uh, we get, uh, oh, they first do a random interview with King apologizing for the headshot saying it will never happen again. Like that was, an, it was an accident, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Segments. It was, Nothing, nothing to write home about, but it was, it was fine. Um, and then we get into our, our a big match uh, that they announced last week of Mabel with a huge pop versus Bam Bam, a really cool idea for a match. Uh, but it really ends up not really being much of a match. Right. Uh, it really becomes a, a showcase for uh, Bam Bam Bigelow uh, and Luna, maybe showing a little bit of, I don't know, like dissension between the two. Um it's confusing. There's a double count out, but then Mabel rolls or about to be a double count out and Mabel rolls in um, after Bam Bam shoved Oscar out of the way when Luna was on the ground. Um, the sound was off on this for me viewing. So I couldn't really tell everything was going on, but M- M- Mabel wins. Bam Bam gets pissed. Luna acts like she's really hurt. And then the millionaire man kind of comes down out of nowhere to the ring and kind of, they talk to each other. And then all of a sudden they kind of leave together, all kind of better smiles. So, you know, you, you really, Really, they're really putting DiBiase in there, like the Bobby the Brain Heenan of like building a yep. family, building a team, really showing that he's a, he can get involved at any point at any time, which is a cool idea, right? Like you never know when he's going to show kind of the old NWO, never know when he's going to show up. Um, so I like this, but it could have been a better match. I, I mean, I, I know we're talking Mabel Bam Bam, but mm-hmm. there was no point to the match besides uh, basically uh, you know setting up this millionaire man. And what I don't, what I don't know is is Luna Bashan gone after this, like. So I know she's in like early '95 ECW. I don't know if she's I I haven't seen '94 ECW in a while. Okay. So I don't know if she's there. Like if she gets there, but yeah, I don't because I mean we obviously know what's gonna happen with Bam Bam. You might you might be right. She might be gone. Like there might be, which sucks because her and Bam Bam are such a good parent yeah. too. Like that would suck to see her go, but I yeah. I don't ever remember her as part of the faction. So well, yeah. Well, I'm an idiot because I was like, oh man, I literally put this in my notes. I'm an idiot because I'm like, I can't believe Bam Bam's with Million Dollar Man. I like, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course he's in the corporation. Like, right, I, right. I forgot it myself. So like, yeah. I was shocked at it. I'm like, I don't remember him being in the corporation. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm yep. very dumb at wrestling, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it's yeah. weird. It's weird when yeah. you remember stuff because like you. Like you remember all these things, but you don't exactly remember how it happens or when. Oh, it happens. I have no idea. Yeah, no the idea timeline, how this happened. So, yeah, yeah, right. I have no idea how the what timeline this happened. So right. Um, so I yeah, can so we got that. Over late. Why don't you so, uh, get to the next? Or I, I could do IRS. Yeah, we yeah. A, yeah. We got a crappy IRS match, um, and then I do have to. Sorry, I did have one note before the IRS match that Gorilla Monsoon says that DiBiase is bringing his new Undertaker. Yep. to the wrestling and it's like they clearly confused of what's going on because dibiase says my undertaker later so they're all definitely very confused uh what what to call this and then we do get a quick irs squash before we go to our next big segments yeah so um the irs squash was pretty bad it wasn't really anything yeah um good um so we do get a king's court next with anvil uh anvil comes out to breast music which is awesome and he is just, I know this is like part of his gimmick, but I, I think he is legitimately like either uh, two extra scoops of creatine or he's just coked <laughs> up. Like he is just so jittery. 
Um, he says, like, he mentions, like, when Brett won the belt, he kind of always called him for advice and everything, which is kind of cool. Um, just, you know, kind of shits on Brett and calls out Owen, like, saying he's a true king of the hearts and everything. Yep. Um, Owen's wearing, like, the robe with the crown and the scepter and all, and all that, so... He is just playing it up. I love Owen as the King of Hearts. I think the name is awesome. Like the nickname for it. Everything just fits. Um, and then he's Owen, eating it up. He's just oh, absolutely he, eating he's, it up. He's like, like this just makes me wish he would have won the cage match at SummerSlam because like yeah. he is just perfect for this role. And he is like he's also another guy, like we say, like, you know, guys get a role like Diesel and they run with it and they get to the main event. Well, Owen's kind of doing the same thing. Like he was always a really low card performer until earlier this year so like this role is brand new to him and he's like feels like he's been in it for years so um yeah he's he just mentions that he's coming for brett so i know we you know that the the table is getting set for that match Hasn't, yep. it's not official yet but we can kind of tell what's going on um it's just a really good segment i think like anvil kind of told his side kind of let you know why he did what he did which is which was good and just that he's siding with Owen. He believes that Owen's the future of the, the family, I guess you could say. Yep. And Good then uh, from there, we get a head shrinker squash against the executioners, which um, I know one of them at least is uh, Gilbert. You can see his face through the mask, but uh, the other one might be Barry Hardy, but uh, pretty well-known jobber tag team. But the, the head shrinkers just kind of, Eat them around the whole ring, and as usual, kind of fun little tag team squash for them. Um, and then they kind of go to the back, and then DiBiase's kind of like caught talking to Bam Bam, doing some negotiations with him. So, pretty yep. good stuff as far as like storyline connectivity or whatever. Yeah, set it up. And uh, the only thing I have they mentioned the head screw. Head Shrinkers are Macho Man's favorite tag team ever. Of course, of course they are. Right. And then we, uh, this is where I put, I'm an idiot about the uh, Bam Bam and the Corp. Uh, and we got Harvey and Quang. Uh, it's weird, right? Quang's out twice and we've yet to see, ba- uh, sorry, Adam Bomb. Uh, so I wonder where ah, he's at. yeah. Like, it's very, very weird. Uh, That's a good call. We, yeah, it's, it's really weird. And then we get uh, Lex Luger to kind of finish this up here. Uh, so weird, they kind of, with the superstars we just had, we have the same ending of Quang and Luger. Um, they really pumped up Luger here. His his mullet is crazy, and here's where, again, Macho is talking about how good Luger's body looks and the raw girl's bodies are. Uh, it was mm-hmm. kind of, it was kind of, <laughs> he's just yeah. out of control sometimes with these comments with them. Um, but kind of a bland ending to this, like, really yeah. kind of slowed down. After the King's Court, just kind of nothing, nothing that's happened. And they didn't really be- build any feuds. It was just... Luger's awesome. Um, right. Quang is is great with Harvey. And then, you know, we kind of talk about head shrinkers. Like, they kind of had nothing to end this thing. So, kind of disappointing ending. I don't know if you had anything well, else to one add. Little, one little thing. I don't know if it's the first time we've seen it, but the, the new generation ad that oh, they yep. ran. Like, they yep. ran like a, you know, like, this is our branding. Um, I know some people say the the day after king of the ring is the start of the new generation which is like way off to me just because of the ad i guess but yeah they're they're definitely pushing this now i guess now that piper's gone they can go full with it so they could go yeah they don't feel silly right so uh yeah, anything we're, else we're, nope i think we're good okay we're on to superstars then uh yeah but that's a good you know classic ad and really pumping it up we got mm-hmm. uh superstars so this one's taped the day after the raw so on june 21st uh, but this is the seven two raw. Uh, and so 
obviously another thing here is we, I don't know if we talked about it, but on raw, it was gorilla and macho yep. uh, because Vince is out with neck surgery. So obviously we know Art Dono is, has been retired as well. Uh, but gorilla is really stepping up here. And then for superstars, we got Jim Ross, um, I think I feel like Jim Ross here sounds very WC. I don't know if he's trying to change his way after yeah. being fired, but he found sounds way more WCW, way more Southern accent. But yep. uh, definitely trying a different style. I feel like than what we've seen him, you know, in early '93. Um, and so uh, it's kind of interesting that no Vince. Uh, we got Jim Ross, and he, he does a pretty good, good job with King. I think definitely. I don't know if they've been together ever, but I, 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 I was just gonna say, this this their first time pairing together. I think it might be. Might be, it might be. I can't. I wouldn't know when they would have had uh, done it before, but yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it probably is the first time. So, uh, we start off with the. Uh, you want? I, I'll get this match. Okay. Uh, unless you really want it. No, so, no. This has you written all over. This, it. This I think so. That I was like, I'm calling this. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't plan it ahead of time, but right. if we did. This I would have called this. <laughs> uh, we get IRS <laughs> doink in the most random. I thought Pierre uh, Mabel was or Pierre was random with right. Typhoon earlier, but no, IRS doink. Uh, IRS, of course, comes down and says that clowns don't pay their taxes, which, again, doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, oh, my God. I do have to do this match? All right. Yeah. So I, the in-ring is pretty bad. It's classic IRS match. IRS wins. And he, he, during the mid-match, he goes for the, the briefcase, but Dink steals it and throws it on the ring. Uh, IRS gets a small package on Doink, so Doink looks like a jobber. Uh, IRS is a sloppy, sweaty mess because this match is like five minutes. His mm-hmm. straps come down. He's covered in Doink's makeup because he's so sweaty. Like he looks like a hot mess. So after the match, IRS finally gets his briefcase and there's shenanigans with Doink and Dink laughing. And he opens it up and there's like a fireball that pops out of it. Yeah. And Doink and Dink act like the Super Bowl champions or something like that. Like they're they do a butt dance in, in IRS's face. They celebrate their loss, but this trick is just the most amazing coup that's ever been pulled off at all time. I, they even look like IRS was hurt from it. Right. Uh, it's just like, so, okay, it's a minor inconvenience here. Yes. So, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if you have any, anything to add to this spectacle. Yeah, they're just clowning around. It wasn't yeah. anything like, it wasn't anything like, uh, I was just like, this, this motherfucker, man. Like, I was more, I was more disturbed by it when they showed, like, a close-up of Dink on the, like, bottom rope bouncing around. He had oh, these, yeah. like, giant fucking quads like just sticking in his <laughs> ass in the screen bouncing up and down i'm just like man let's get this guy off my damn screen but yeah it's uh they say this kind of stuff for the saturday morning i guess for the kids yeah i i thought it was really gonna be something cool in the briefcase i'm like okay right. that was kind of stupid but we're opening it was like it's a crappy fireball like that's right. That's what we, the build has been up to. Yeah, it was a mess. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Fourth of July connotation. I don't know. Uh, I've I, it makes no sense. They've never played with fire before. Right. It's not like oh, that's their thing, right? Like if it was Papa Shango, I'd be like, okay, I get the right. fire. Right. But it's not even that. So yeah, I don't know. It was it was a hot mess. Yeah. So uh, after you, you get yeah. the next match. Yeah. yeah. After that, they show uh, a Lunger Blaze and One Two Three Kid go skydiving which was pretty random uh i guess they don't value life but um yep. that uh king of the ring shirt that one two three kid on, had on was is definitely needed i need that in the collection that was pretty nice um then they parlay that into a one two three kid squash um he finishes like we mentioned before different finish for him he wins with a superplex this time which is pretty cool um and then they show like 
Duke, Jerosi, and Lawler having words, and Lawler kind of uh, apologizes again to kind of run that back, just to kind of reinforce to everybody what they saw. You know, shouldn't have been seen, I guess. So, um, and then we also get a heavenly body squash and a the the kind of highlight squash is Bam Bam Bigelow versus a jobber where he comes out with DiBiase officially this time. So. Nothing is named yet. I don't think as far as like a stable goes, but you can see that um, DiBiase is starting to kind of make his claim to kind of take over the WWF a little bit here. Yeah, I had a couple notes. Uh, the, I went to three kid an awesome superplex that was amazing. I thought like I thought it was really really strong from the top rope. Uh, and they talk about how he's fighting Bret Hart. I was I'm, I'm confused by this when he was supposed to fight Bret Hart. Uh, it's coming up. Yeah, it's I, com- I assumed it was, but I, I couldn't figure out what it was. I, I got a little confused by that. But, uh, I know that famous match is in July, so I, I, okay. it's got to be coming up soon. Yeah. So they, they talk up, up that, that he's going to fight. And then uh, we also get highlights before the Bam Bam just about uh, all the stuff he's doing and that he's you know bought Nikolai. He's brought back – this is where I put the note. He brought back his Undertaker and then hired the services of Bam Bam. And, again, this kind of notes where I have his Luna gone. Uh, and then right. Bam Bam came down the ring with money signs on, like when yep. he entered. His music didn't change, but they had the money signs uh, symbols the from the graphics. Lights, which yep, was pretty cool. So, um, uh, yeah, pretty. They're definitely building up DiBiase as we've talked about a couple times, like as the main main part of like SummerSlam. Like he's involved in everything, and he's a menace, you know, to be to be seen. So, pretty pretty cool there. Uh, we'll move on to then the Heartbreak Hotel. I kind of wonder if this is the last ever heartbreak hotel. Uh, we'll see, huh. but I, I don't know just the way I like, if it was like, I would have definitely like had uh, more things. I don't want to say explode, but definitely right, more right. action. If it is like, you know, kind right. of this, the classic, what uh, Sid destroys the, the barbershop. Uh, right. You know, right. Warrior destroys the uh, funeral, the, parlor. Uh, funeral parlor and the uh, brother love set. Like, oh, that's right. Brother yeah, love. yeah. 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 Right. So I think it would have been better for that, but, Anyways, we get the Heartbreak Hotel and we get Paul Bear out there. He does a ton of, you know, as Paul Bear screeching and kind of creepily talk about his Undertaker and how he, he kind of says he hasn't seen him or talked to him, but he feels him. And then they kind of shut off the lights, have things shake and kind of lights flickering on and on. And supposedly that's supposed to be that the Undertaker's in the building uh, or something like that. Um, and kind of the, the big thing here is Michael's in. Diesel are definitely disturbed and kind of just leave. Like yeah. we got to get away from this guy. Like he's a he's a lunatic. Well, he's like um, having an orgasmic fit. Is, is, oh yeah, is yeah, the lights flicker. So they're just yeah. like, all right, let's leave him alone. Yeah, it was definitely a little a little weird. So um, I don't know. That was definitely a weirder segment than we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but trying to push put over that the the Undertaker is supernatural. Like I think that's the huge huge part on this piece. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Anything, I don't know if you yeah. want anything on that. Well, I agree. I, part of this is, was a little bit confusing because Paul Bear is like, you know, talking about the Undertaker being with DiBiase and stuff. So is Paul Bear tricked that it's a yeah. his Undertaker? Like, but they're kind of playing it off like it's a new Undertaker. So shouldn't he know it's not his Taker? Like, I don't know. There's just like a little bit of confusion, I guess. I think we're going to see the real Undertaker come back soon or maybe – Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't come back until SummerSlam. I don't. I don't. Really I, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. Like it's like this has been a little confusing, a little bit of like annoying. Like yeah. I can definitely tell. Like 
at the time, like obviously we know where it goes, but like at the time you're probably like, wait, what's happening here? Like, right. I bet right. you're very, you're very, you gotta be very confused of what, exactly. what's supposed to be happening. Um, and I and even I, have, go ahead. Yeah. I wasn't watching like week to week. Yeah. I was watching more regularly at this time, but not like invested week to week. So I don't have any recollection of like how it would have felt at this time or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I actually watch it next week and they kind of bring up what the match is going to be. And like, even though, okay. you know, they're like, what the hell? Like, right, they don't right. even, I think we've talked about this a couple of times. It's like, they say my undertaker, new undertaker. Like, right. I don't think they know how to describe it. Uh, but it, so again, I think week to week, you're probably pretty confused, but it seems like uh, it, it's kind of a cool idea, I guess. Uh, you know, again, it's hard to hindsight, but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely very confusing, but I, Paul Bear may be a little bit overreacting on some of this. Exactly. Uh, you so, want the next couple matches? Yeah. So uh, to close out the show, we get a Smoking Gun squash uh, versus the Executioners. Um, smoking Guns look pretty solid here. They're, they're not, you know, they're kind of coming into uh, form, I guess you could say. So a couple of these teams that, or even characters that we haven't seen for a while that are coming back are a little bit more polished, I guess. So that's pretty good. Um, and then to close out, we get, uh, Anvil versus a jobber. So he of course comes out with the heart foundation music. Um, he's with Owen and Owen has all of his King garb on. So that's pretty cool yep. that he's keeping the gimmick going. Um, do you think he looks, King. do you think he looks stupid in it or good? I think, I think he it looks, uh, I don't know how to say it. I think he's meant to look kind of like obnoxious. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that it, it looks good because he's obnoxious to me. Like that, that's how I want him to look. I don't want him to look too serious. I want him to look like he's gloating in front of everybody. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I do like how it's presented, I guess. Yeah. I think it works for some people and other people. Like, right. It really doesn't. Well, that's the th- like next year, like Mabel, right? The tournament sucks or whatever. And Mabel is what he is, but as a King, he looks so cool. Like, to me, he does, and, and you know he's this big fat guy that has all these jobbers carrying him on the caravan and everything. Like the presentation of a king for Mabel worked perfect for me, but yeah, um, you know, like Brett, Brett didn't come off as a king. Like Brett couldn't wear that stuff like all the time. Like I guess that's why Lawler attacked him and everything. But Owen, so far, it's working for me with Owen. Okay, got it. So yeah, just a, just a quick squash with the anvil here to kind of close out the show and. Yeah, I thought his beer gut looked pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty strong there. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting how much he gets to wrestle here because I don't know if they'll be like, God, this guy can't go. Right. And then uh, I thought his Boston headlock, or sorry, Boston crab with the headlock, yep. he like couldn't even know how to put it on. Like he was, right. it, it's, I think it's a cool idea, probably like a good amateur move. And I sometimes that is the jobber, like not helping him out. But uh, I thought it was pretty rough the way he did it. And so. It might be a guy that we're like, yep, he has four matches <laughs> right, here right. because he's just out of shape. And I get why they brought him back, but maybe you don't have him wrestle if he's if he's not ready to go. I agree. All right, should we move on to awards? Yes, sir. All right, we got uh, most new gen outfits. Um, there wasn't too many that really popped out to me. So by default, since he's on the card, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Sparky Plug. Yeah. 
Now your boy Jarrett, what? Do we even see Jarrett? No, no, it's, yeah, he wasn't there. He's usually he, my go-to. I gotta do some analytics on uh, things. But if I did, <laughs> yeah. if I did it, I bet Jarrett's one for yeah. like. If we this is episode fifty-six, probably yeah, you know, forty-five times. I would right. Guess. All right, spark plug. Uh, yeah, there was no one. I'm gonna just because they keep talking it off. The stupid wings on the heavenly bodies. There you go. Uh, most new gem performer of the week. Uh, performer. Uh. I'll go with one, two, three kid. Just his variety oh, yeah. and everything that he did. Uh, everything was like enjoyable. And then he jumped out of an airplane as well. So I'll go with that. He did it everything. Uh, let's do the corporation, just the forming of it. All, the whole, all the segments with knowing our man's corporation. Like yeah. that's, that's such a, uh, you know, well, they fall apart, but right. you know, it's such a big part of the next year and a half. Uh, worst matcher segments. Uh, IRS versus doing for me. You know, like the exploding. No, I, I really didn't. Surprisingly, I'm gonna go that end of that second raw, the Quang into Luger match, like just nothingness. Way to not, they built nothing out of it, right? Uh, which is you know just it was like all right, you just came off a pay per view, whether it was hot or not, but yeah, at least give us know, something. Get, get, build up the summers. You kind of talked about reset, but like they did it for a while, but then never you know didn't really capitalize on the second half of that raw. Right. Uh, best match or segments. Um. It was the uh, the Lawler and Duke Josie for me, surprisingly. Yeah, I'm gonna go the Lawler head Lawler headshots, um, like trash can. I mean, just something. Yep. So we take it for granted, you know. The exactly. You see a hundred times in a match, you know, in a, yep. in a hardcore match, but like that 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 is crazy to think about that that's happening. Uh, anyone stock up? Uh, DiBiase. Um, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna look real quick. See if I find anyone to not go similar. How about Typhoon, man? Nice, a rare. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think he looked pretty good. I think that we'll see if that anything comes out of that because again, I'm shocked right. he's near. But I, I thought he looked pretty good. They went stock down. Uh, IRS kind of had two. Uh, for someone we've loved so much, yeah, like, yeah. he kind of had two stinkers. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with him. Yeah, I'm gonna go Pierre. Oh, there you go. That's a really good call. He was just randomly thrown into there. I think you're, you're definitely you, – you said something about Jock and whatever he said was kind of right. I think he's out for a while. Uh, I think he quits and has a contract dispute. So we'll see if, like, Pierre's around for a lot. Or yeah. if this is, like, a one-and-done, uh, you know, uh, appearance. I, I well, I know, that. like, there was something with Diesel where okay. he was going to wrestle Jock or something happened where they didn't want to lose. It might have been – Pierre, like the next year, or they didn't want to lose in Canada to Diesel or something. But okay, that's um, that's probably right. Yeah, it might be something unrelated, but he's for some reason Jacques is gone and Pierre's still here for a while. Yeah, I think I think that might be right about uh, about uh, John. You know, I can't even think of what his name is. Pierre Jean Pierre Uh, Lafitte. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) whatever he is. Yeah, I think there's something with that. That's why he kind of like disappears randomly. Right. So. All right. Anything else to add before no, we go think, on? I, I'm just, I'm just excited to see where this goes. Like this is like, um, like '93 was kind of a slog for some of it. Some, like, you know, a lot of his news still. So it was still fun to see, but there was some bad stuff mixed in there with like Bob Backlund overload and that kind of stuff. But now, like, everything seems to be at least fun, at least like, you know, entertaining enough. So I'm just kind of excited to see the direction everything goes. Yep, same, same. Agreed. We got, uh, we know it's a good uh, build to SummerSlam. I think whether that delivers or not, but I right. think, I think it, we're going to get a lot. Of, like you said, reset. I think that's a great point. 
I think it'll be a lot of fun. So love this going forward and we'll see how everything kind of shakes up for the next couple months. So a couple more next or next time in two weeks, we'll be back with two more Raws, two more superstars building up to that SummerSlam, uh, you know, big event in Chicago, opening mm-hmm. at United Center. So thanks for everyone for listening, ready to review, and we'll talk in two weeks. Yes, sir. Ha, 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 ha.